Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 98, which we are recording on Tuesday, September 29th, 2015. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're doing things a little bit differently this episode because it is the end of the Colors of Fall 2015 knit-along. We wanted to focus most of the episode on color. So we're going to do some color chatting before we get into any regular segments and that will be time permitting. So we'll see how it goes. Charlene did a lot of research and suggestions for color related topics we could discuss and we were both just kind of swept away by the whole idea. <laughs> so since it was your brilliant idea, I'll let you do all the intros. Well, here's something fun that I just saw a press release for today. Converse unveiled new Chuck Taylor colors. Do you know what Chuck Taylors are? The they're the traditional Converse right. shoe. Josie loves those things. Oh, well, they released two new colors for those 2015. Like Marsala and it, Stormy Weather. It is Marsala <laughs> and Stormy Weather. Interesting, isn't Very it? Very interesting. They call them Bordeaux and Thunder. I would wear those, the high top Converse, in a heartbeat, but they don't support my feet well enough. They Every don't. Every time I've ever worn Converse, my feet hurt. I used to wear it's them sad. when I was younger, but you can get inserts. <laughs> like converse for the elderly yeah <laughs> yeah my son had to wear inserts when he had oh what did he he had some tendonitis not tendonitis what he had to have inserts for something for a while with his foot and he has since grown out of them and when i was getting the shin splints really bad i started using his inserts in my shoe work? and it really seems to help interesting so, yeah. very interesting so, old people's shoes rock <laughs> <laughs> kind of <laughs> or maybe it's just setting them up i don't know whatever anyway i thought that was interesting that is interesting converse is has marsala and stormy weather shoes was so it converse interested. and or toms that also had knit print shoes for a while i don't think you can get them anymore but there was a really dansko cool... did i know and dansko did too they had knit fabric printed no how do i they had shoes that were printed to look like knit fabric they had clogs very cool that were made out of them yeah i haven't seen the toms yeah i've seen both toms and i think converse had some too Oh, very cute fun. but like i said i can't wear them because they hurt my feet right otherwise they right. might have found right. a way into my closet yeah <laughs> okay so that was the brief introduction to colors and i wanted to talk a little bit about colors we wear and how do we the general we pick colors the first first thing is obvious generally i pick colors that i like to wear yep Currently, everyone knows it's purple. And gray. And gray, So you yes. have a gray t-shirt on right now with a purple shawl. <laughs> so, and you probably did not plan it that way. It's just what you reached for, right? Exactly. Yep. It is. And I was just telling Gail, we were talking a little bit about colors from the 80s. And I was saying in high school, I remember wearing a lot of purple. And also I had a little bit at different times in my high school career i had purple in my hair and i remember i had a weekly meeting that i used to go to and at one point one of the youth leaders at the meeting 
he like stopped the meeting and said, oh my gosh, Charlene, you're not wearing purple today. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I, I did go through that purple phase. I'm going through a purple phase now, but colors change throughout our lives. And it's sometimes interesting to go back and look through product projects on Ravelry or if you used to keep photos of your projects and see if you go through color trends. I've seen it when I first started knitting. I know that I chose a lot of blue. Yeah, I remember blue in your yeah. hands a lot knitting. Yeah. yeah, I went through a lot of blue and then I went through a little bit of red. Not that wasn't that didn't last too long. And for the last few years, it's been all about the purple and gray. Do you think that you went through periods where you weren't wearing any purple? Did it like completely leave your wardrobe for a while? Yes. Really? I Well, I, the blue was very influential because it was a college color for me. Oh. And we wore blue and we did not wear red. And so that carried over that I wore blue for a while and then... I think the red came into my wardrobe because I realized that, hey, I actually could wear red now if I wanted to. And so I dabbled a little bit in red, but finally I settled back into the purple. See, pink has always been in my wardrobe as long as I can yeah. remember. Pink yeah. and gray. Yeah. I mean, I remember that from the 80s being a big combo I, of the it 80s. It was. Yeah. I had pink and gray Nikes that I used to wear. So nice. <laughs> surprise, surprise. And I, pink is another color that I've always worn a lot. My grandmother has always told me that I looked good in pink. So throughout my life, that's always had been a special color for me. Every time I reach for something pink, I always think, oh, grandma told me I look good in pink. So I've oh, always been comfortable in pink. Well, and that's one of your points is that for colors that we choose to wear, paying attention to when people say you look mm -hmm. good in a color exactly. is very important. Exactly. You, sometimes we don't know that we might look good in a color and especially if you wear an unusual color that you yes. don't normally wear or aren't normally attracted to and people tell you you look good pay attention yeah that was <laughs> we are doing the knit along with little skein and the big wool for the secret garden and i just got my kit and we'll talk about more about that in a moment but i picked a green color and i was expecting a spring green but this is more of a kind of piney green with some gold it has a little bit of gold yeah and i instantly went oh do you think i'd look good in this and charlene said oh my gosh you're gonna look amazing in that <laughs> but it's not a color that i normally would have chosen right you know if i was looking at it in the yarn store right so hearing people you know i'm paying more attention to that and you know branching out and trying greens and yellows and oranges so and just so you guys know, the green looks fabulous on her because it oh. does have these little gold highlights in it. And it brings out the it. gold in your hair, brings out the color of your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm holding yeah. it up under my chair. <laughs> it's the color really nice. Wick really nice. The character in the book. Yeah, it's a beautiful color. But that's another example of a color that I would not have selected but having someone with you who, especially someone who's color savvy and whose opinion that you trust and value is huge. Mm -hmm. And Gail mentioned that I was wearing the gray t-shirt with the purple shawl today. Sometimes, like you said, you do it unconsciously because I didn't even really 
pick these colors consciously. Granted, I have a lot of them in my wardrobe at the moment, but yeah, I just picked it because I feel good in these colors. Yep. And I like these colors together and it I knew that it would just make me feel the way I wanted to feel yeah. when we were recording today. Have you ever put on an outfit that you usually love and then just doesn't feel right because of the color? I think I've told the story about my bad mood dress on the podcast <laughs> before, haven't I? Possibly. Go ahead. Okay. So the bad mood dress. So I chose, this was in the, probably the early 2000s. And it was the time when those dresses were super popular that were, it was just a pullover dress, no zipper or buttons, <clears throat> very flowy in the skirt and kind of flowy little cap sleeves kind of style. And I loved this dress. It was a beautiful floral print, but it was brown. And you all know I don't wear much that's brown. And it wasn't a deep brown. It was more of kind of a rust-leaning brown, I think, from what I remember. And the floral print was kind of yellow. It was very much not something that I would have picked. But I loved the dress. It was yeah. so comfortable. Yeah. And, you know, just had kids. So pulling things on like that was easy to do. And I loved that dress. But almost every time I wore it, I would end up in a bad mood. And I don't know if I chose it because of the mood I was in or if something about the dress affected me, but we finally, Mike said, you know something? Every time you wear that dress, you're in a bad mood. That's your bad mood dress. And he was, I mean, I looked back on it and he was right. So I don't know if the color was influencing me throughout the day or if it was just coincidental. I Maybe I was, you know, it was that time of the month and I put on something that was comfortable <laughs> and that would have happened no matter what I wore. I don't know, but... I am affected by colors yeah. when I wear them. And you asked about a specific outfit I put on. That was something That's, that happened yeah. in the past. But I definitely have things that I put on and look in the mirror and think, oh, my gosh, I shouldn't be wearing that. So yeah, not that often, though, because I tend to only buy things that I, tr I have tried them on because I saw them in the store and liked the color. Yeah. So I don't even usually try things on if it's a color I don't like. I have recently purged my closet of several items that I felt were poor color choices for me. Some of them, including a dress, were items that I actually liked and I had held on to this dress much, much longer than I probably should have because there was nothing wrong with it. And I liked the way it looked on me. And it was a good summer dress. And I really enjoy having dresses to wear because they're so easy to put on. You put it on a dress, one piece, and you're exactly. done. Exactly. <laughs> I love dresses. Yes. I love them. I, I love to get dressed that in that way. It's so simple. But like your bad mood dress, every time I put this dress on, it just didn't feel right. Even uh. though when I looked in the mirror, I could see that the dress fit properly. It looked okay, but it was just the color wasn't my color of choice. So I've recently purged several items, including some t-shirts, just got rid of them, said, it's okay. Yeah. I can pass can them along to somebody else who will love this color and look fabulous in them. And look in the mirror and be happy. Yes. Yeah, does it bring <laughs> you joy? There's that question again. Yeah, yeah. So, well, and we've mentioned before how when you're out shopping, especially yarn shopping, you I notice all the time that someone will have something in their hands that's exactly the color of something they're wearing. 
In the yarn shop. Yep. It happens yeah. all the time. People actually, will come in and they'll shop for colors and they'll be holding colors that match their outfit. I see that every day. Yep. And <laughs> I think the last time I was shopping, I don't even know how it happened, but I commented to some woman near me that, oh, well, look, that's exactly the same color as what you're wearing. She said, oh, my gosh, you're right. <laughs> so I don't think it's exclusive to yarn. I think it's just the right. phenomenon. We right. like certain colors, right. thus we gravitate yes. toward them. When we're shopping, no yes. matter what we're shopping for. Yes. And so you had mentioned how colors affect your moods. Oh, yeah. And there actually is a lot of research that shows colors can affect the way we feel. That's why certain colors are chosen. I know people mention hospital waiting rooms a lot of mm-hmm. times. Restaurants. They're supposed to choose colors that are soothing. Yeah. Restaurants, certain restaurants do bright colors because it's supposed to make you want to leave faster. (laughs) So fast food restaurants, yeah. When I was doing the reading, I can't remember what website I read this on. I googled how color affects mood and there's a bunch of hits that come up from that. And I, I just kind of looked through several of them, not any one in particular, but I did see that red was supposed to be an appetite increasing color oh that's interesting yeah i don't know again internet research so i don't know how true that is (laughs) that red is a power color so if you're going into a meeting and you're you're needing to feel powerful or in control like especially if you're going in and negotiate for a salary or something (laughs) like that wear red and i've heard that the same is true for um the brighter pinks oh so interesting It, it is it is yeah and yellow I've heard, you know, some people use yellow for nurseries, and I've heard through Mm. research and other things that yellow is not a calming color, excuse me, and that it's not a good choice for nurseries in general because it's not going to be conducive to getting your baby to sleep. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because I'm sure it's certain shades of yellow, too. Certain shades of yellow, probably, and then, as with anything, you're going to see conflicting opinions because I have seen articles or research that say primary colors so you want to do like red yellow blue for babies rooms because kids or babies in particular see the primary colors first so who knows yeah. <laughs> like i said it's probably specific shades of yellow yeah. that yeah. are that bring on that particular reaction yeah but a lot of people i mean it's subconscious so most people aren't even aware that they're reacting exactly. to the colors so exactly and so colors in fashion as we have seen through the fashion reports they change over time and colors can be different for fashion versus design especially household design yeah we kind of gail and i were kind of saying before we turned on the recorder that we both remember the avocado green of the 70s kitchens that kind of thing so yellow gold yeah orange colors they the whatever is fashionable it changes yep and different for decor versus what you wear right right when we moved into this house our neighbor's house well we had a house in the neighborhood that was still owned by a family Well, the house had been in this family for two generations. Like the family had, the the current owner had grown up in the house and he lived 
back east at the time that we moved here. And so we got to know them. They would come here only once or twice a year. But I did go into the house at one time, and I remember laughing because in typical summer house fashion, there were a lot of things that had never been updated in the house. There was still an old rotary phone that was yellow, and in one of the bedrooms, there was an orange television. That doesn't surprise me. So those items had probably been in the house since, hmm, guess the 70s? sounds right. Yeah, I remember, like, from childhood, like, especially linoleum, that was little squares of all of those colors <clears throat> from the 70s. No. <laughs> yeah, and yellow, yellow, what do they call it? The, the countertops. It's not linoleum. There's a name for it, and I can't think of it right now. I don't know. It's what countertops used to be made out of hmm. long, long ago. Hmm. But yeah, all in yellow. Hideous, hideous <laughs> colors. But yeah, nowadays it seems like it's beige. Although the big splashes of color, like one wall being a, a color, color is very, popular. Yeah, very yeah. popular. Yeah. My house is not a decor. You'd never see my house in home decoration or anything. No, <laughs> ours either. Ours is still early childhood <laughs> De- dec- decor, I should say. Although it has changed since the kids were really, really young, but you get the idea. My house is puppy decor. Oh. So we, we got a beautiful area rug. My father sells these amazing area rugs. And we got a beautiful one that was in the living room. And it made me feel like a real grown-up. To I was, have a real rug. It, yeah. It was like, wow, it looks good in the room because we have a lot of wood trim and things like that. And it just looks really good. And the black leather couch, wow, we look stylish. We have the same coffee table that my husband got for free when he was in college. So that's the kind of furniture we have in my house but it all looked really good and then we got lucy and we decided that carpet had to go in the bedroom Mm -hmm. because she was going to destroy the carpet so we have this horrible remnant light beige piece of carpet in the in the living room and it's just it's hideous (laughs) our only color really in the house now is from our artwork and the wood trim so artwork gives us the splash of color and you wouldn't you would not be surprised to find lots of red and pink in the artwork in my house. We have lots of artwork in my house. Family of artists, so we yeah. have a lot. We have a lot of color. It's almost too much color. I like it, though. It's kind of eclectically happy. <laughs> that's that's good to hear. Yeah. It's, it's like around my desk. So my desk is my little oasis at home. I have a very small desk in, in just the corner of my room. And I have all of my little souvenirs lined up there and all of them are, you know, pinks and bright colors and turquoise and the sconce on the wall from Morocco is bright red. And I have an orchid that's blooming right now that's beautiful, you know, orchid, amethyst orchid color. And mm. those are my colors right around yeah. where I sit. I'm yeah. surrounded by happy, eclectic yeah. colors like that. And it just makes me so happy. Yeah. So see, we choose colors to make us happy. Yep. When you have a house, a whole household, there's a lot of compromise. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, then again, Mike is colorblind. He's blue, green, purple colorblind, so he can't see those colors. He can see mm. certain shades of them, but not much. So he will ask me what color I think, for example, we should paint the, the walls in the room. Mm. And we will have a serious discussion wherein I will say, well, this is the color I think. Oh, I don't like that color. It's <laughs> you 
say you can't even see the colors. So I usually let him win those kind of things. It's like if it's something you can see and you have a strong opinion, do what you want to do. But <laughs> yeah, he can't see a lot of the specific colors that I knit with, for example. Mm-hmm. So hmm. it's interesting. It's interesting. So yeah. In our house, we probably choose to surround ourselves with different colors that we prefer to look at as well. And then we talked about how colors affect moods. Colors in advertising can elicit Oh, tell them about the Pantone 50 Years of Color. Well, that's what I was looking at. There's a fun little document on the Pantone website called 50 Years of Color. Celebrate Color. And I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And it has picked, Pantone has picked fun colors for each decade. They've got the 50s, no, not the 50s. They started in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. And then they have the list of the color, of the colors of the different years, which they have been selecting since the year 2000. And at the very bottom of the document, they have a little graphic that they call a rainbow of brands and i'll read what it says on the top all colors express different emotions and brands have always called on them when creating their own identities color influences 50 to 85 percent of customer purchasing decisions and it is the first thing a consumer will notice about a brand's logo so the first thing you notice about a logo is the color of the logo. And just to demonstrate that, think about if you saw, for example, the Starbucks logo in yellow or pink. I think most people would immediately know something was wrong (laughs) because we're so used to seeing the Starbucks logo in green or the Coca-Cola logo, which we usually see in red if you saw it in brown or purple you would know it was wrong. Even if you couldn't figure it out. Right. Like when someone gets a haircut and you can't quite figure out what's different. Exactly. There's something weird about that. And that's just it. You you may not really be aware that you know the colors of certain logos, but for a lot of the logos and for everyone, whatever logos they see, it's going to be different. But you might know that something was off or not white, not correct if you saw a logo printed in the wrong color. And so what Pantone, and there's a lot of research behind this, what they're saying is that different colors of logos convey different meaning. Blue conveys trustworthy and secure. So American Express has a blue block. I guess we're supposed to trust American Express. (laughs) Ford. I don't know. (laughs) Ford Motors. (laughs) Yeah, there's several blue ones, black, is dramatic and sophisticated. I agree with that. If you the ones that they use as examples are Gucci, Chanel, Prada, Michael Coors, they do look dramatic and sophisticated mm-hmm. to me. They do they absolutely do. And then opposite end of the color spectrum, they have pink, which does not convey drama but conveys festive and fun. Yay! Think of the Barbie logo is pink. And also there's a line of pink from Victoria's Secret and the logo is pink. So that was interesting. Yeah, it was just that was super interesting to me. And I never would have thought 
that there is so much that, I mean, it makes sense because how much money is spent on marketing every year? Completely makes sense. They put a lot of money and research into logos, but I, as a consumer, never thought of it. Well, I used to do a little bit of printing. I worked for a marketing company and how we used Pantone was we used what's called their PMS, their Pantone matching system. And that's used to ensure that colors are reproduced exactly. So different companies will have different rules for how their logo can be reproduced. For example, at the time, my biggest client was Apple. And we were both commenting how Apple's logo used to be the rainbow. Rainbow Apple. Rainbow Apple, yes. And they would have certain colors that the logo would be reproduced and it had to be reproduced in the exact PMS color or they would give you the formula for the ink. It would have to be a certain percentage of black, a certain percentage of all the different ink colors mixed together to Uh create the correct Pantone color. So... And I believe Pantone started out as a printing company. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, but. it seems strange to me that Pantone is has anything to do with fashion, but yet, <laughs> here they are. They're... Well, yeah, I think they started out as a printing company, and then, like I said, their big thing is the Pantone matching system for printing, and then now they're kind of just big color experts, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, it makes sense to me that they're color experts, so... I guess, you know, color is involved in many different industries, not just yeah. fashion and printing and such yeah. and marketing. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah. But the I wanted to go back and revisit mm-hmm. the decades of color. Yes. So yes. 50 years in color. Those are fun. I would agree with the colors in the psychedelic 60s and the earthy 70s. Mm-hmm. And that's as far as I go. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I wasn't alive for too much time during the 60s, so... I was very, very tiny the two years I was alive, so I wouldn't be a good judge. But, you know, the movies where they have costumes from the 60s and stuff, that yeah. kind of works for me. Yeah. And then the 70s, like you mentioned, the avocado green and... The just, rust and yeah. the harvest gold. Yeah. All those colors. And then that, I don't, I can't see, what do they call the brown? Oh, they call the brown carafe. Yeah. So those, to me, are complete represented. That's a very mm-hmm. accurate representation of the 70s. Then we get to the 80s, and I'm completely in disagreement. <laughs> so Charlene mentioned the purple. I think there are four different shades of purple. Yeah. And for Out me, of six, every year has six colors that they selected. For me, that was pretty accurate. I Those were the colors that I lived in. Okay, can I tell you? Including my hair at times. They so. do not have a single neon color. And to me, mm. the 80s, neon was so prevalent it was everywhere (laughs) completely ubiquitous in the 80s and pink and gray was everywhere they don't have gray this is one of the only decades that they don't have a gray oh i take that back gray is only in two decades but there is not a single gray and there is not a single pink the closest they have is rose violet which is definitely more of a purple to me than a pink so I'm shaking my head saying, <laughs> I just don't see this in the 80s. But I think they should have picked more than six colors, to be honest. Yeah, six is too few. Really, yeah, it's too narrow. For a whole decade? Yeah, mm, I agree. I don't know. 
And then the 90s. I don't know about the 90s. It, it, I, it's almost like they took a dartboard of different colors and just threw six darts at it. I don't like, know. Okay, that's yeah. the 90s. Because they even say they have little three little bullet points for each decade as well, and the three bullets for the '90s are grunge and graffiti, the nature of Zen, and irreverence in anime. Well, Charlene pointed out that plaid was a very big. See, that's what I remember about the '90s. 90s. I remember plaid, but there is no Pantone plaid, so. Well, that's (laughs) true, but I don't think these are even colors that say plaid to me. Maybe the grays. I guess but... the top three could be grunge. Yeah. But... I don't know. Yeah. The orange is called firecracker. Firecracker? I mean, I'm seriously I shrugging know. on the 90s. <laughs> yeah, it's I funny don't know. though. And then the 2000s, the expressive 2000s, we have technology revolution. I would agree. Minimalism versus individualism. Okay. And globalization leads to huge groundswell changes. The colors just don't do it for me again. I, I don't think... Well, that the, the palette for the 2000s does seem very clean and crisp to me. Yeah. I don't think they were colors that... They are not colors that I wore. No. There was a pause there because I thought about it. My kids were really young in the 2000s, and those were not colors that I wore... Nor were they colors that I dressed them in. No. Although I'm looking very carefully at them now, thinking that way. Did I ever wear any of these colors? So the six colors are cerulean, which is a beautiful blue, chili pepper, which is a deep red, satellite, which is a pretty gray, Mm -hmm. lavender aura, which is a bluish purple. I like that one. Mimosa, which is yellow, and aspen green, which is it's a gray green. A gray green. I don't. A jade. I'm just shaking my head again. I don't know. I, I mean, do. I, I was working in an office at that time, and I'm certain that my work clothes were not in those colors. Well, the little graphic to me looks like an office graphic. Yes, definitely. And they mentioned the technology revolution. So these colors to me do imply clean, crisp. So I could see it in terms of that. I don't see it in terms of fashion in my memory, which is not to say that <laughs> they know, weren't there and popular. Maybe we're looking at it wrong. Maybe this was high fashion. Maybe know? high fashion and maybe... Maybe that's why. Maybe just design in general. Exactly. And not necessarily fashion. Because we've said that about the Pantone colors the last... You know, every time we've done the knit along, that these might not be colors that we're seeing today because right. they're just hitting the yeah. high fashion and they trickle down to us. So, the colors that are popular right now, the fall colors for Pantone, might not hit the stores right. until yeah. later this season and yeah. or next. So season. this could have been, and it, like I said, it could have just been colors and design too, in general. But I do find it interesting that they mentioned minimalism i don't think of the 2000s as minimalism time yet well i don't either but it certainly seems like minimalism is the common thing that everybody's talking about now everybody's trying to pare down so Mm -hmm. 
I guess maybe it trickled down from the 2000s. I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't have anything necessarily to do with color, but I did find it interesting that they mentioned that. Yeah. But check out the site. It's it's interesting for a little read and just to yeah. see the colors. And I'd love if you guys do look at it. Let us know in the chatter thread for this episode if you think that the colors hit the mark for you for that decade. Because yeah. I just find them to be kind of out of left field. And then some of the... Right below that, they have the all their colors of the year. Yeah, shown. each color. So they've been picking through. colors of the year since 2000. And Gail and I, we've talked about these for the last couple of years. So I think since 2012, we talked about the color of the year, which was the Tangerine Tango. Color of the year for 2013 was Emerald. Emerald yep, that's when we started the new one. Right, and then this year is the Marsala. But some of the colors, namely 2006, I find a little odd. And what was 2006? 2006 is called Sand Dollar. Yeah, I remember looking at that one thinking, what on earth it and, is? And yes, if you've ever seen a sand dollar. That is the right color. It's the color of the of year a dried for 2006. But yeah, where did that come from? <laughs> I do not know. I don't remember... Okay, granted, 2006, kids were pretty young, but I don't remember having a lot of sand all around. No, definitely not. That's it's, like the color my mother-in-law uses for her house. Mm-hmm. That represents like model home decor to yeah. me. And so, like I said, some of the colors, the, the colors are, when they have to pick one color, it is for both fashion and design and when i say design these are the colors that can influence things from home decor to car colors to accessory colors and access by accessories i remember in 2009 okay the color for 2009 is a bright yellow called mimosa i do remember in 2009 everyone was carrying yellow bags really yeah i I completely remember that because I had never been a person to choose yellow, to wear yellow. Mm -hmm. I don't remember having a lot of yellow in my adult wardrobe. But I do remember thinking how surprising it was that everybody was carrying yellow bags in 2009. And I thought they looked nice. I never went out and bought one, but I did think that they looked really nice. So that's how far behind it fashion i am because guess who has the yellow bag this year i do (laughs) i have a really bright yellow bag that i love and besides the fact that it gets dirty very easily i really like it actually i did notice that there has been a resurgence in yellow bags maybe it was just a a summer it's a it's a summer fun color that's what it is but that's more mine was more like a canary really bright yellow versus mimosa is a much more toned down Mm. yellow but all these colors, they're all pastels almost, too. Well, no, they're not. Well, they're, no. There's a predominance of pastels, though. I think just all together, they look so you get that feeling. Me. They do. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. But it's just interesting and fun to go back and look. And For example. That... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, they, they have... A, a little meaning for example the emerald which was the color of the year for 2013 they say the jewel toned emerald 
gives off feelings of balance and harmony, new life, healing, and unity. Whether those are true for any of us, I do not know, but it's interesting that they do link certain feelings with color. Yep, and like I said, I'm sure the marketing experts know every nuance of that. Mm-hmm. And fashion designers, probably. Although I bet you a lot of fashion people just go with what makes them feel good. Well, no, they go with what's the what the current style is. They have to. They <laughs> both. Have to. Both, I'm yeah. sure. It probably depends where you are in the food chain in fashion. Oh, that's true. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're a trend setter, then you go with what you feel yeah. like. If you're... If you're in the trickle-down area, then you follow what's on the runway. (laughs) That's true. I don't know how many of you watch Project Runway. Both Charlene and I watch it. And it's interesting to see. I don't see a whole lot of the Pantone colors even represented on Project Runway. Sometimes I do. Occasionally, but not as a trend. You know, it's not, oh, wow, there's a lot of Marsala up there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I've been re-watching... Project Runway Season 1 Canada, and it's inter- it was hosted by Iman, so much different host and different, the mentor is Brian someone, I don't remember his last name anymore, so it's a different, much different feel to mm-hmm. it, and they're all very, very young, mm-hmm. and it was like 2008, I think, is when they did it, and it might be more of these colors. So the the 2000 colors actually are a little, there are some of those that I've seen in this season of Project Runway. So Hmm, that's interesting. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that until just now. So anyways, hopefully you enjoyed that little color recap. We found it to be interesting stuff. And since we've been doing the knit along, it seemed like the right thing to do for this episode. And we have time to do some of our regular segments, but we still have knit along prizes to do. So what we're going to do is do a couple of our regular segments, and then we'll go back and do the knit along prizes. There are a lot of them and we're super excited. We do want to do just a quick knit along wrap up before we get to the prizes later in this episode. We had 119 entries and over 180 Project. So lots of you knit more than one thing. And we didn't want to pull out our favorites because, you know, we want to mention everyone because they're all our favorites. I know. I'm sitting here scrolling through photos now and I was thinking, oh, I love that one. Oh, I love that one too. Oh, I love yep. that one. <laughs> My cue grew. Some of the projects that I really loved, the actual pattern was already in my queue. Some of them weren't, but there were just some beautiful, beautiful projects that you guys finished. And the one thing that is universally true on the projects, if we saw your face, you had a giant smile. I was going to say that too. How happy everyone looks who finished their projects. It's so fun. And if by chance you did not participate or perhaps you started something and didn't finish, please go look at the thread and just look at the projects because it's so fun to see how everyone styled them. Yes, I totally I agree. <laughs> beautiful styling, beautiful smiles. And this year I did something different. Instead of closing the thread, usually we would close the thread and lock it, the finished objects thread. This year I posted, you'll see a post for me, it's like 120 or something. And I said, I'm going to leave the thread open. 
So if you want to put your finished object picture there for us to all appreciate, please do. So I'm leaving it open. Those of people who, there were a couple people who put pictures up after that comment so they weren't eligible for prizes, mm -hmm. but it's still great to see the finished yeah. outfits. And I do have to say, it was so fun to see some new sweaters styled with the outfits because, again, I saw some sweaters that even though I had seen the project page and the photo that, mm -hmm. or the pattern page, I should clarify the pattern page. I had seen the pattern page, had not been interested in the sweater, and then seen projects that some of you listeners did styled with your boots or your jeans or your really cool fall ideas. Then suddenly I want to make that sweater too. Yep. That's why I have more projects in my queue and in my favorites now because there were so many of those. There were some really cool, cool sweaters and cowls. And, shawls. and shawls. There were so many yeah. shawls that I said, oh, yeah. I want to knit that now. Oh, I want to knit that. Oh, I want to knit that. And just the same color she did. Yeah. I'm sitting here <laughs> Quite scrolling a few. through it and it's just fabulous. I love, there are people having their knitting projects with jeans and there are jeans and boots. There are jeans and pumps. There are jeans and, and flats, uh, flip flops, you know, just mm -hmm. the way I dress. I love exactly. it. <laughs> it's fabulous. And oh, what was the other thing I wanted to mention? Oh, we saw shoes. bags. We the saw shoes. accessories. The yeah. shoes. Oh my gosh. Some of you have the most amazing boots. Oh, I was, and bags. <laughs> and bags. I swear, I if I could wear high heels, there are at least three pairs of shoes that I would love to own. Yeah. <laughs> said, oh my gosh, those boots are amazing. And that's, that's really fun. Yep. To really, see all really the different fun. things that I don't necessarily get a chance to wear things like that. But, oh man, it would be fun if I did. Well, for me, it's just so great to see the way real people wear clothes. <laughs> and this is the way real people wear clothes. Because when you go into a store, if like me, you tend to buy separates, then you see a piece and a piece and a piece. And you have to take that piece home and figure out how you're going to wear it, which mm -hmm. may or may not be easy. Sometimes they have things already styled in the store, but... I'm, I never go into a store, see a whole outfit and buy every piece from the whole outfit. Right. I tend yeah. to buy separates. So it's really fun. Really. I can't say that. I yeah, need to stop saying that. <laughs> you all have such good fashion sense too. I mean, the, the way you pair things up compared to what I try to do <laughs> is really impressive. <laughs> I'm just my uniform of a skirt and a top or a skirt or a, you can't wear a skirt and leggings leggings and a top that's pretty much what i do and sweaters work just fine with that but man you guys make me want to dress nicer so there we go yeah beautiful projects yeah. if you haven't scrolled through the fo thread do because it's super super pretty it is so thank you so so much yeah for thank sharing you everybody all that and taking the time to put together those fun outfits yeah we really appreciate that that's one of the, my favorite parts mm -hmm. of this whole knit along me too and thank you to all of you who were tagging us on instagram too you know who you are and that was super fun too to yeah. see some of it was like watching the whip evolve into a finished object. That was well, really fun. Well, we started out strong at the beginning of the knit-along and mentioned the hashtag 
every episode. Yes, we did. And then we kind of didn't mention it after a while. So we need to try to pay more attention That's to that. That's true. But if you did post it on Instagram with the hashtag, we do look. So. Yes, we do. I look quite often. And I have two of my finished fall looks. I posted pictures of those on Instagram and in our FO, the knit along FO thread. And the one where I look like I'm posing like a glamour shot, that was a complete fluke. I was not posing. I have no idea how he got that picture. I when you I saw that, you were probably moving. I'm, I but I look like. <laughs> did you see the picture in yeah, my striped dress? Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> It's like, wow, Tara, look at the picture you took. This is amazing. <laughs> so I don't usually, you will not usually find me standing like that, but it was pretty funny. So, okay. We have time to talk about what, what are, we, are knitting? we knitting. And Gail, do you want to go first today? We're actually mostly going to talk about the same thing. Yes. So I'm going to let you go first, and then oh, okay. I have one that I'll add after that. Okay. See, I was thinking... Well, if I'm knitting on my sweater in my and... hand right now, so but that's not very exciting. Because we'll so. both talk about this. Yes. We are both knitting, or I have cast on, Gail is about to cast on her secret garden shawl, which is part of the secret garden knit-along, which we are co-hosting. participating in, co-hosting yep. with... Little skein in the big wool. Thank you. (laughs) She is Anne, and she is, I can never remember her Ravelry name. No, Ravelry, Instagram. Is Annie Lightnits. Annie Lightnits, thank you. So if you haven't seen how beautiful this kit and the yarn choices are, there are five different yarn colors to choose from. Oh, check them out either on Instagram or in our group. Or in Little Skein in the Big Wool's group on Ravelry. Yeah. Five beautiful colors. The hashtag is Secret Garden Along. So if you type that in, in Instagram, or I even posted it on our Facebook page. Oh, good for you. Yeah. So probably on any of the social media type sites, you'll be able to find pictures of the shawl that was designed by Alana Dacos. And it is a botanical-themed shawl with leaves. Let's see, the picture that is used. It's an all-over leaf. Yes, it's all-over leaf and cable motif that kind of drips down from the top of the shawl. So the leaves are hanging down. And in Gail's green, it's going to be lovely. Yeah, so I have the same color as the main pattern page Mm -hmm. picture. That's the color I have, and it's gorgeous. Yeah. So this is we didn't mention that it's all based. We mentioned this on the last episode. Oh, that's this is all based on the book The Secret Garden, which is a children's book, but it's a beautiful story. Mm -hmm. And there, Anne produced a kit for it, and we both have the kit, which has a beautiful project bag with little secret garden. The characters on it with the fox and it's really pretty fabric it's lovely and the yarn it's a two skein project so there are two skeins of yarn the project bag stitch markers a little stitch it's not it's the lobster claw clasp oh, that's a stitch which is marker. a key yeah it's a stitch yeah. marker but there's a key like the key to the secret garden door there's a beautiful porcelain button by 
Melissa Jean buttons. It's Melissa mm-hmm. Jean, right? It's gorgeous. Yes. It's a leaf that is green, pink, and yes. purple. It's so pretty. And what am I forgetting? The stitch markers. Stitch, markers, stitch markers, yarn from Western Sky. Yeah, and the yarn is from Kim of pattern. Western Sky Knits. Five different colors to choose from. And there are and actually the there are actually some other options. Yeah, as she well. had you yeah. can upgrade. Lots of different options for the yeah. kit itself. Go ahead and check. A little skein in the big wool is the online shop, and you can find you can buy a la carte pieces. You can buy the whole kit. And you don't have to use any of the items to participate in the knit along. So the whole idea is read the book. So it's a read and craft along. Mm-hmm. Read a secret garden and then knit something that you were inspired by while reading Right. the book. Right. So And it's a lovely book. Everybody should read it regardless of whether they want to knit is. along or not. It's just a, a sweet story. It is. I reread it while I was waiting for my kit to arrive. And, it's, and it yeah, it's a fun. quick read. Right? It's a quick read yeah, for adults. Yeah. yeah. Loved it. I've so tell us more that. about the shawl. See, I haven't cast on yet, so this is new to me information too. Well, I have cast on. I have knit through the first chart, which was only the setup chart. I want to say ten or so rows, maybe, and I'm on to the second chart, which I believe you have to repeat eleven times. So I am somewhere in the midst midst of that and it's starts you start with a garter tab so you're increasing every every right side row I want to say you're increasing to get the shape of the shawl and I'm getting I think you get a new a new leaf I don't know how often you get new leaves but we're going to end up with quite a few Well, because there are leaves throughout the entire shop. Right, right. And I don't know how much, I don't know how far along I am. I haven't weighed my yarn. That's the first skein, though. That's the first skein, yeah. Both skeins, let's see, the skeins are... It's a merino cashmere nylon blend fingering weight yarn. And each skein is 378 yards. And I did notice that Annie said somewhere that she used almost all of the yarn for the shawl so it's just and it's like a 750 yard shawl so then I better be careful and make sure to use smaller needles because my new tendency to run out of yarn with my shawls I was a little nervous about that too and I'm actually using a smaller needle than she called for in the pattern to get gauge well and it looks beautiful yeah it's really pretty yeah. I so like I'm the way the pattern pops against the yarn, too. Mm-hmm. The leaves really pop out. It's very three-dimensional. And the yarn is very tonal, too. Yeah, super tonal. It's very pretty. Yeah. So I look forward to casting mine on. I just got my kit today. It was sent to Charlene's house, so when I got here, I got to open a present. <laughs> I got to open two presents because Charlene gave me my birthday present today, too. So it's like a double birthday present shenanigan happening here. But... I look forward to winding my yarn soon and casting on soon because it's so pretty. And one thing I wanted to say about the kits too, she has such attention to detail. If you've ever received anything from Anne, I've ordered stitch markers from her in the past. She has beautiful packaging and everything is individually wrapped. And it was super, super fun to open the kit. Really fun. Yeah. 
So that's fun. And the other thing that I am knitting is another shawl called the Duchess of Devonshire. And this is a brand new pattern that is from Kay Jones. She is one of the hosts of the Bakery Bears podcast. And it's a beautiful, also a two skein shawl. She, her original, she did in one color, but she is knitting another one right now in two colors. It has alternating pieces of garter and lace, and it's a crescent shape. And I was going back and forth of what colors to use, and I pulled out, you can knit it in pretty much any weight yarn. I think she originally called for sport weight, but she said, of course, fingering would work as well. So I was going to use Tosh Merino Light in a beautiful blue and gray combination, but I'm really worried that blue is going to bleed onto the gray. And I decided I wanted a squishier shawl anyways. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to use my neighborhood fiber company sport weight in that beautiful Lauraville lavender and a light gray. Max told me, oh, you should not do that. They are not contrasting enough, but I'm going for it anyways, because it will be squishier and heavier. It will just be a more comfy shawl to wrap up in i don't think you need high contrast for this shawl. i don't think i do either that was my argument to him too was no the shawl i think the lower con- and they still there's plenty of contrast between the two colors it's just not as baboom as the tosh marino light combination would have been well this one i'm looking at the samples on ravelry it looks oh. like it could be all one color so oh that probably was one color yeah, yeah. so I think yeah i don't have enough yarn to do it all in one color. And I mm-hmm. like the idea of striping it better. So, and actually I like the look of the thicker ones better than the fingering weight ones, just for what I want for myself with this particular shawl. So that's the Duchess of Devonshire, which is the other project on my needles. I've been so responsible. I've cleared all the projects off my needles, except for Mike's sweater. Remember a while ago I said that I would have the fronts done in September? Well, it's September 29th, and I have not even finished the ribbing on the fronts. I'm knitting both front pieces at the same time. And yeah, there's not a chance that I'm going to get any remarkable progress in September. But I know that if I don't start to work on it regularly, I'm going to have this marathon, unpleasant knitting session. And I don't want to be knitting this in a stressed out or bad mood or like, oh, I have to knit that to finish it by Christmas. I don't want those kind of feelings knit Mm -hmm. into the fabric. So I really want to do it when I'm in a good mood and just knitting along and it's twisted rib. So it takes me forever to do, but once the ribbing's done, it'll be stocking it and then I can just knit it anytime, anywhere. So that will be easy. Cool. That'd be mindless knitting. So that's what we're knitting. So let's talk about prizes. Prizes. (laughs) All right. We have lots and lots of prizes. So this was super fun. I did the random number generator yesterday and picked them all. And I cannot tell you how stoked I was with most of the winners being like the ones who did the most chatter or the ones who did the most projects or the one who, you know, the it's inevitable that it's usually the people who are most into the knit along who are picked for prizes. And that's always like the coolest thing to me. I, that's all random number generators. So let's go through the list. We have lots of prizes to give away. And thank you again to every one of you who donated prizes. Super exciting. Please contact me, Gailey Whaley on Ravelry, if you are a prize winner, and I will get you in touch with the right person for your particular prize. 
and we're going to give you until what this is going to come out early October, so mid November. I would. I'm fine with going through until December first. Okay. So because my goal is that at the end of this year, any prizes that were not awarded or not, not claimed, claimed during the year go back, go into, back the into the prize pot for perfect 2000. 16. And Charlene does most of the mailing, and I don't want her to have to be at the post office. And I don't Christmas want time to, and I'm not going to mail lines. anything in December. Exactly. So actually, once U.S. Thanksgiving hits, So no we need mailing. to hear from you by mid-November <laughs> if you want your prize this calendar year. <laughs> if we hear from you after November, then... If it's before December 1st, we can hold on to it for you, but it won't be right. mailed until after the Christmas madness. Right. So electronic prizes exempted. From yes. That, of yeah. Course. If it's a pattern, don't worry about yeah. it. So again, contact me, Gailey Whaley. We always forget to say that. Mm-hmm. So I'm very happy that I remembered. Mm-hmm. And until mid-November to December 1st. Okay. Yeah, are we ready? Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Oh, I don't have the document up, so go ahead. Okay. So the first is a pattern from Francois, who is a Roja Knits. She has some beautiful sweaters and shawls available. And that was won by post number six, who is Yarn Addict, who is Anne. And she knit an adorable striped sweater for her son. It's precious and he looks adorable. So congratulations, Anne. You get a pattern from Francois and she has gorgeous patterns. You want to alternate? Do you have it up yet? It's still not open. Go okay, ahead. so Charlene's <laughs> opening the document. So the next one, super excited about this. This is a skein of yarn and a project bag from the amazing Shasta of Shasta Daisy Knits, who just had her adorable little girl a few months ago. And it was won by Post72, who is Espresso Bean. Zoe, congratulations. Zoe knit the Bonbon Chalette and the Rainwater Pullover. So super excited about that. If you don't visit our FO thread, our regular FO thread, please do because Zoe puts up the most adorable pictures of her little girl in her finished knitwear. It's priceless. So congratulations, Zoe. I'll get you in touch with Shasta. The next one is a pattern from Cobblestone Designs. They are a pair of designers who have gotten together. Estella Haynes usually sponsors our knit-alongs, and this is now a combination design company that she has done with someone else. So they've given us three patterns. And you have it up? Yes. So three patterns from Cobblestone Designs were won by Katie Pricey, who is Kate, destined to knit, who is Kimberly, and Cornflower Knits, Sarah. And let's see, Kate, Katie Pricey, she knit a Cardi with cadmium orange cuffs and stormy weather collar. And she had that cute picture of herself wearing it. And yeah. it looked great. She looks happy. Cute. Yeah. Let's see, Kimberly, destined to knit, she knit the Radiant Yoke Top and Cattails Cardi. And then Sarah, Cornflower Knits, knit a crochet card yeah it's really pretty too gail has a little note here that she loved it so or that sarah loved her own cardi so much that she posted she went back and posted better pics just like a day or two ago i think yeah she did after the the knit along had closed because she thought that her original pics which were shown with the outfit weren't good enough but i really liked that card well she said she finished it with just like a few hours to <laughs> yeah. spare so she took so a nighttime picture yes. yeah laid yeah. out and i so, really liked that one yeah it's beautiful it's really pretty sarah and i don't see very many crocheted sweaters mm-hmm. so that was really cool yeah 
All right, two patterns from Vanessa, who is Vanessa Polo. She has some awesome cowl patterns, especially. She's the one who is doing the planned pooling cowls that are so wickedly cool. So she is giving two patterns away. And the first one goes to Post 21, Goldie Girl, who is Deborah. That's Karma because Deborah sponsored a prize <laughs> for this knit along. And to Dusty Tree Knits, who is Rebecca. And Deborah knit an Antarctic shawl, which is really pretty. And Rebecca did a top of her own design and she used reclaimed yarn for it. So nice. go Rebecca, it's really nice. pretty on you. Okay, next one. Next one is a $25 Etsy gift card. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool, donated by Goldie Girl. And that one goes to Red Hair and Freckles for her Hogwarts Express Chalette. And it was her first shawl, her first beads, and her first knit-along. So yay! yay. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. We had more than one person who it was their first knit-along. So yeah. that was super fun. The next one is the Dragonfly Fibers Gradient Kit. I've been saying it's the Rainbow Gradient because that's what's fixed in my head, but it's actually their Starry Night Gradient. So it's colors based on Starry Night by Van Gogh and they're beautiful blues to gray to yellow to orange. It's a beautiful gradient kit. It is, and when you see it, you're like, oh yeah, that's it, Starry it Night. It totally reminds you of the painting. Yep, exactly. and that goes to Knitting Hawk, who is Debbie, and she knit a Vertices shawl, which is huge and really pretty. I'd never even noticed that. It's a Stephen West design, and it's a really cool shawl. Really, nice. really cool. Could work for fingering weight scraps. Cool. Just saying. <laughs> okay, so the next prize is a pattern from Tyga Hilliard Designs. One of her baby patterns. And that goes to Sally from Idaho for her Gradient Cardi. It was so pretty. <laughs> Super long. And then Laura Ayler One Therapy Shawl Pattern. So that's the one that's, I knit for the knit along. <clears throat> that's the prize. That goes to Kelsey Leftwich. Kelsey in Kelsey, the UK. I mentioned her last episode. She did that right. chimney fire cardi that matched she her husband. She matched husband's. her husband's yes. from last year's knit along. Yep. Yes. Cool. And she, it was so cute. She actually, after the last episode, she posted a picture of them together in their sweaters together on Instagram. <laughs> so that was super cute. I think she may have even added that to her finished object post in her group. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. The next one is a pattern from the designer Michelle Wang. She's the designer for Mike's sweater pattern that I'm knitting right now. And that goes to post 77, who is A-L-1-I-E. So it's probably Allie. Your mm -hmm. real name isn't in Ravelry, but you knit a beautiful azalea tank. So congratulations. Okay. And then a pattern from Hohilokitali goes to... Diane, who is Deedly, who we've met yeah, a couple that, times yeah. in person at Stitches. And at the, re the retreat. Yes, and she knit her Longstreet cowl. Shawl. shawl I mean, I think. shawl. Yeah. I'm staring right at it and it says shawl <laughs> and I say cowl. <laughs> and then the next one is the Azles ebook, which is a pattern book of beautiful shawls. And I think there's a cowl in No, they're all shawls, I think, by Allie Coffee. I knit the Razzle shawl from that collection during the knit along. And that goes to post 29, who is Isa in Portugal. And your the username on Ravelry is 
Aribiero, I can't pronounce it, it's Isa. And congratulations, she knit the shawl shirt. So I'm going to be starting the shawl oh, hoodie cardigan. She yeah. knit the shirt, she test knit the shirt for that designer. And she said that it was a very well-written pattern and she cool. recommended it. So it, thank okay. you very much, Isa, for giving us that information because I received that pattern as a gift for my birthday. <laughs> and I have all the yarn, so that's gonna be cool. my next sweater. Okay, now we have a skein of Journey Sock Yarn. Oh, from... I have to fix that. Sorry, that's Honeymoon Sock. Oh, okay. So there's a picture of it in the FO thread. I had mistyped the name. My, my apologies. And that is donated by Dana of the Unwind Yarn Company. And that is going to Gypsy the Jog Lydia for her Regan cardigan. In, oh, I can't say She that. had two other shawls. And... <laughs> Enfilade, enfilade uh -huh. or enfilade shawl and high tide shawl. Your high tide shawl was so pretty. It was mm -hmm. one of my favorites. It's just, of course, the pinks, you know, a swoon. And that skein of sock yarn, journey sock, no, honeymoon sock from Dana is beautiful. It's like the colors of fall in a skein. Oh, it's really pretty. Nice. It's like oak buff kind nice. of yellow with all sorts of speckles. It's beautiful. And then okay. the next one, the skein of Yowza from Miss Babs in the Diva colorway goes to Green Olivine, Maggie, who we also know in person. And she knit a water lily top with Madeline Tosh dandelion. That was beautiful. It was. I paid special attention to that because it was knit in dandelion. And I really want to knit the dandelion that I got this summer. And I'm torn. Yeah, do, your I birthday go ahead, do I go ahead and knit it or do I wait for next Next knit it now. Spring. We have another heat wave next week. So <laughs> well, I won't be finished yarn. with it by next no, week. No, but, but I be really want to, to try that yarn. So. Yeah. All right, next one. Pattern from Stephen West goes to Patchwork B, who is B from Switzerland for her Casco Bay cardigan. I really like that. I one liked too. that one a lot too. That's another one. I saw the pattern page on Ravelry and was like, eh. I saw her sweater. So yeah. It doesn't even look like the same sweater. Yeah. Hers is so much prettier. Yeah. Next is the Varescent Collection ebook from Katie Carroll, who is Katinka on Ravelry. Super beautiful cowls and hats, and I think even mittens in that collection. Goes to Alpaca Anna, Anna in Sweden. And she did the most pretty collage of all of the accessories she knit for the knit along. She did two pairs of socks, a pair of mittens, and two hats including a beautiful colorwork hat, and she did a three-color cashmere cowl. <laughs> very, very pretty knitting, Anna. And you're one of the greatest chatterers in the group, too. So thank you so much. And then from Jess, who is Delphinium, she donated a project bag that she that was made out of the fabric from the shirt that she made for the outfit in the knit-along. For the knit-along. Yep. A really cute <laughs> and, plaid shirt, and she made project bags with and it. And the project bag goes to Mad Stasher, who is Anne, for her wingspan shawl. And then Gail wrote that she paired it with amazing boots. Yeah, super, <laughs> super cool boots. Like I said, there are some really cool boots out there. And then the last but not least prize is our skein of beautiful yarn from Kim of Western Sky Knits. It's the yarn that Charlene has been using for her Polaris top. Mm -hmm. And that goes to Post 74, who is Laura O'Donnell. Congratulations, Laura, for your gorgeous ease with those shorter sleeves. I really like that. And your honey cow. So congratulations, everybody. Yay! Yay! 
<laughs> thank you so much to everyone who knit along with us. Thank you so much to everyone who donated a prize. And just thank you for taking the time to post your beautiful fall look pictures. It was really fun. One of, it's our favorite knit along of the year. It is. And I do hope that it makes everybody just think a little bit about the colors they pick and why they pick them. And if you wake up one day and you're in a bad mood, think about putting on a collar that makes you feel happy. Exactly. Your happiest <laughs> color. Your happiest color in your closet. Yeah. Surround yourself with yeah. it. So thanks for knitting along with us. Thank you for listening to us and happy, happy knitting. knitting. Bye. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.